0: Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Darren Matson, He is a veterinarian and associate professor at Iowa State University. Welcome, Darren. Thank you. Now, you can't have a conversation with Darren Matson without circle virus coming up in it, so let's just cut to the
1: chase. This bug seems to be everywhere. It is, it's a very ubiquitous virus. It's globally distributed, so all over the world, almost all countries have it. There's very few herds that we know of that would be negative for infection. And why is that? What makes this virus so hardy and omnipresent? Yeah, very good question. The, the virus is extremely hardy. It's a, it's a single-stranded <coughs> DNA virus that um, and its structure allows it to be very uh, resilient in the, in the environment, so out of the pig. Uh, it's, it's very sturdy at different pHs, it can handle different uh, temperatures and variations that way, so it survives a heck of a long time in, in, the, in the environment.
0: The circovirus we have today in U.S. herds is different than what we saw 20 years ago, correct? Can you walk me through the, the evolution of what we saw in the early 2000s and what it looks like today?
1: Yes, at least in the U.S. Um, prior to 2005, we had what we called PCV2A, which was a <coughs> genotype that had been circulating 2A. here. Yep, PCV2A. Um, It had been here and causing uh, disease, but in 2005, um, we had a new uh, genotype come into the U.S., which was PCV2B. Uh, In 2005, we actually had a spike in the industry in the U.S. of disease associated with PCV2. Um, So lots of disease, uh, then vaccines were developed, and vaccines have done a nice job mitigating it. But since 2005, we've actually seen the virus change a little bit, and we've had new genotypes uh, kind of evolve uh, within the U.S. swine industry. So today, there's actually six different genotypes that are, that are recognized around the world. Um, in the U.S., we have PCV2A, PCV2B, uh, PCV2D, and E at the current. And uh, PCV2D is the most common uh, genotype that's circulating in the, in the U.S. today.
0: And this is based on data that you've collected at Iowa?
1: Yes, so most of this uh, information is, is uh, information from the diagnostic lab uh, data that's being gathered on a daily basis and what we're diagnosing and we use that to help guide us or look at the data to see what's, what's been circulating in at least diagnostic cases that are being submitted.
0: And clearly that provides a good snapshot of Iowa, but uh, how do your numbers correlate with the rest of the country?
1: Good question. Um, Iowa State Diagnostic Lab does receive a, almost 80,000 cases, a little bit more, per year. and We do get um, cases from all over the world, I'm sorry, all over the U.S., and uh, mainly the large production pig states do submit to us. So we do get cases from, you know, North Carolina, Missouri, Minnesota, and so forth, and uh, we feel that the data we're collecting uh, is a good representation of what we're seeing, at least in the, in the swine industry in the U.S.
0: Now all viruses are capable of mutating, but what's what's driving the the mutations in, in with the porcine circovirus?
1: So PCV2 is the fastest mutating DNA virus that infect swine, uh, which is different than we think of most DNA viruses. We think them as being very stable and non-mutating. Uh, this virus is much different than that, and it does mutate on a continual basis. Mutation. Um, It's kind of dependent on uh, some of the risk factors, maybe and pressures that may be within a barn, for instance, is there other viruses circulating? Uh, How is vaccine being used? And the other unique thing about this virus is if it infects a pig, and two different viruses may infect the same pig. It, it has the ability to recombinate with itself and make new viruses if it mm-hmm. infects the same pig at the same time. So, there's different different genotypes can infect the same pig, and then all of a sudden we may have a new, slightly new uh, virus that's circulating in that particular pig.
0: Does vaccination play a role in 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 this mutation process? Because it's interesting to me that we started with 2A, we used a 2A vaccine, then. 2B emerged and then 2D emerged. Is is this the virus's way of trying to fake out the vaccine?
1: Yes, I, I, you could. That would be one possible uh, way to do think about it. However, when you look at the data. Um, It shows that the actual number of cases of of PCV2-associated disease in the U.S. uh, are very steady over time. Uh, Since 2005, our our peak, 2005-2006 was the peak, and that's when vaccines were developed, and it's been running at a very low rate since that time. Mm -hmm. So even though we've had these different mutations, the vaccine seems to be doing a very good job of mitigating disease. Mm -hmm. Now why is there global shifts, why is there a next genotype would be would be a good question as well to follow up on and to answer that we don't know. There's some sort of pressure to why. Why is PCV2D circulating now? What gives that particular genotype the advantage over PCV2B? Um, that's hard to explain and we don't know why but uh, there's something um, something different about that genotype that either Makes it replicate to a higher level or may cause infection longer and thus giving an advantage over some of the other genotypes. Let's talk about
0: cross-protection. Uh, as I understand it, most of the vaccines that have been used have only contained the 2A genotype, yet you don't hear people complaining a lot about circovirus uh, anymore, uh, so apparently we're getting some good cross-protection from these 2A vaccines against 2B and 2D. Is that right?
1: That is correct. Uh, the the cross protection is is very good across genotypes at this particular time because the major antigenic uh, portions of the virus that the, being exposed to the pig are similar across those genotypes. Mm. So the vaccines are protecting very well currently. Now, is there always room for improvement? Yes. Um, if you can broaden the the uh, uh, antigenic diversity uh, of. Particular vi- or vaccines, this may increase or uh, protection and decrease infection or, or disease in those animals.
0: So we've got uh, there. There are two A vaccines. There's a two B vaccine as well. Do you see uh, any difference between them in terms of their
1: levels of cross protection when you just have either two A or two B? There is some good research data out there that will show that the more closely related the virus is. Uh, the better protection there is. So if you are infected with a PCV2B and you use a PCV2B vaccine, you'll have slightly better protection um, than you would if you use the A vaccine. However, uh, vaccines do cross-protect fairly well. So Mm -hmm. it's all dependent upon um, a particular virus and the amount of infection that's kind of occurring within the barn. And what about combining genotypes? Would that then result in broader protection? That is correct. So more antigens that are being uh, exposed to the pig will help them broader coverage uh, or face more viruses that
0: maybe in the field. Tell me a little bit more about the prevalence because from what you said it sounds like 2D has
1: pretty much taken over the neighborhood, is that right? That is correct. So, from 2005, prior to 2005 was PCV2A, Uh, 2005 to about 2012, 2012 was PCV2B, and since 2012, uh, PCV2D has rapidly overtaken all of the genotypes. Now, the other genotypes are still present, but a much lower level of circulation. So would you expect that then to, to shift over time? Are these viruses competing with each other
0: or complementing each other? How does that
1: work? Yes. Uh, so over time, we expect this virus will continue to change. And we, we would be foolish to think that there will not be more genotypes in the future. These genotypes that are cur- circulating currently um, do have the opportunity to recombine with each other. So we may, uh, like I said before, if they're getting the same pig, potentially we may be um, forming new viruses within that pig if they get infected with two different viruses at the same time. So this virus is unique that way. It can change within the pig. Um, so that's, that's kind of a unique aspect of, of the virus.
0: Now with a lot of diseases, diagnostics play an extremely important role. I understand this is a bit of a hot button for you though when it comes to PCV. Could you talk about that some more?
1: Yes. <laughs> the There's two different types of, of when it comes to diagnostics, that you have to know or understand the question that you're trying to answer. And that's the most important thing. If you know your question, we can use the diagnostic test to understand, to answer that question. So when you have PCV2, which is an endemic virus, you have to understand that we should find the virus in pigs, circulation within the, within the population. Now the question is, is there disease? You have to determine which test to use to determine if there's disease, not infection. For instance, today we use a lot of PCRs, which is a great tool, highly sensitive, they're rapid, they understand if infection is there, but that's what they tell you. They're infected. It doesn't tell you that they have disease. So we need to understand uh, what tools we have and use those appropriate tools to answer the specific question that we have. So just finding PCV2 in a population of pigs doesn't mean we have a problem. Um, it means it's circulating, but we need to use other tests to determine if there's actually disease associated with that infection or not.
0: Now there are some presentations at the American Association of Swine Veterinarians meeting about um, PCV3. Is this a spinoff of PCV2, or is it a whole different animal?
1: <laughs> We're learning a lot um, right now. The PCV3 uh, is, a, is a very similar, uh, obviously, in structure, but it's slightly larger. Uh, I believe it's about 200 base pairs larger. Um, but when you look at the, the genetic makeup of that versus PCV2, they're really only about 30% similar. So they're um, 70% different. Mm. So uh, we don't think uh, that, that potentially the vaccines are, would cross protect against that particular virus. But we're just in the beginning stages of trying to understand what P, where we're finding PCV3 and what it may mean in the pig pocket population so there's a lot more research that needs to be done there's a lot more diagnostic tools that need to be incorporated or uh, developed so that we can really answer those questions is pcv 3 actual an actual disease or is it just a kind of a virus that's circulating in the pig population
0: one final question i mean it's great to hear that the vaccines are doing a good job of managing this virus how can veterinarians and producers tell when the vaccine is starting to lose some steam
1: the The unique thing about PCv2 is it's in the population most of the time, and if you miss a vaccine or you miss a pig to vaccinate or you only have partial protect, partial protection, you will see sometime during that uh, grow-up phase that those pigs will develop uh, classic disease signs for for PCv2 which would be typically wasting mm-hmm. pneumonia, diarrhea and, and such but you will see that uh, with time these pigs start to just kind of fade away other pigs around them will grow up and look healthy and these pigs generally go to the feeder but just slowly have this wasting process Um, and that's a good indication that we may have a problem with timing a vaccine or whether the vaccine was actually given to those pigs. Excellent.
0: Well, something that we need to keep a close eye on, and I'm sure you'll continue to do that with your research. Thank you. We've been talking to Dr. Darren Mattson. He is a veterinarian and associate professor at Iowa State University. Darren, thanks again for coming by. Thank you very
1: much.